Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Saturday. 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 Man. Mm. We just had a meeting with Pastor Pat. Yep. And some CG leaders. Yep. Trying to fix Joe and his waywardness. No, man. I'm good. Uh, I just pray that you will uh, accept their criticism right. and their critique. Uh, there was a lot uh, of veneration. I think you're jealous. I don't know about I didn't that. See I don't any know about criticism. That. Um, so I'm meeting. just hoping that you will you will take you know what they said and take it seriously. Oh, you know? I do, I do. When they, especially when they implied that uh, ain't nobody do it like JoJo do it. That's uh, that's what I. I'm pretty sure heart. that's not that's, what happened. That was implied. Yeah. Um. So we did that. We and did that. Now we're gonna record. After how many weeks? Man, I don't know. Oh. I forgot how to do it. I don't even know how you to do You forgot this. how to talk into a microphone? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Um, and then after this, I've got pre-marriage counseling. Yeah. You've got some editing, editing. to do. And then... Uh, and some reading. Got some reading. Yeah. I got to finish up my sermon. I got a little bit left on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah about time for you to start on that. That'd be good. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. A little bit left to go is I need to start. I need to start on it. I yeah. basically wait till after lunch on Saturday to get going on my sermons. That'd be the worst thing to do. That's not true. I mean, you do all you need is eight hours or less. Yeah, that's what, that's what my man says. Uh, what's his name? Ryan, Ryan Hughley. <laughs> Ryan Hulkley. Huggy. <laughs> so, man, uh, listen, uh, a little while ago, I don't know how long ago it was, but uh, I, uh, you actually pointed it out to me. You sent me uh, an, an op-ed Oh, while you're on vacation. From the New York Times. That's right. Thanks for sending me this when I was well, on no, vacation. I was like, hey, this is an interesting read. Why don't you read it? Uh, so it's an op-ed piece called Why I'm Leaving the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, so this is by a pastor who... Um, Al Mohler. No, uh, who's not a pastor, by the way. Um, <clears throat> this is from a pastor who uh, explains why he's leaving the SBC. And uh, you guys can read that. We'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, and I don't want to get into his article uh, because people stay in and leave denominations for various reasons. All but the I, time. All the time. What I, what I would like to do, though, is I would like us to talk about the Southern Baptist Convention, the, the, the convention, technically not a denomination, but mm. we all call it a denomination, uh, a convention that we are a part of, that yep. our church is a part of, that yep. we're happy to be a part of. Very glad. Even though uh, the SBC is a mix of good, bad, and ugly, Right. That's right. That's right. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk, at least from our perspective, about what's going right, what's going wrong, and what's really messed up. Uh, and I think in any denomination, you're going to have that. No, and in and, and, and any organization when you have, especially one as large as the SBC, you've got all these kind of, uh, you've got all these personalities, you've got all these individuals, you've got all these, at times, competing visions and missions right. within. It's going to get messy. It's going to get disorganized. And so... Uh, I think, you know, being gracious in the midst of that, you know, realize it's hard to kind of turn a huge ship. Right. You know, it doesn't happen as quickly as one would think. Yeah. And, you know, I'm 44, I think. And in dog years. In, <laughs> in hobbit years, in dwarf in hobbit years. dwarf years. <laughs> um, and it was my generation of SBCers that really began to jump ship. Uh, they were frustrated by some of what they saw in the SBC, and that w- was differed from person to person and you know group to group. Yeah, some didn't think it was reformed enough. Some thought it was becoming too reformed. Some thought it was too legalistic. Others thought it was too liberal. But for whatever reason, 
a lot of younger people uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, started to leave. Yeah. And either be become non-denominational or they would plug into a network or something like that. I was one of the guys that thought it was important to stay in. And okay. because I really did believe that uh, that God is doing something good in the SBC, I think that we are becoming better. And I think that what I said back then was stay with us. Uh, in 10 years, things are going to look different. They're going to be improving. In 20 years, things are going to be improving. Um, now, again, it depends on who you talk to. Some people see uh, the so-called writing on the wall uh, of the end of the denomination. I don't think that's the case. But uh, so I thought what we can do is uh, just kind of riff a little bit mm-hmm. about, you know, from our experience and our perspective, what is good, bad, and ugly about our convention. So, easy enough? Easy enough. All right. So what do, you, what do you think, man? When you think about the SBC, we're going to hold off on the bad. Yep. We're going to hold off on the ugly. Right, and the ugly is like the really worst stuff. So we're not... Yeah. It, so like, there's just a few things there. But let's start with the good, right? The that's, good. that's what they tell you to do. You always start with a compliment. Yep. Hey, yep. man. Hey, and then you do the backhand, right, Jimmy? Man, you look good, man. You've been working out and stuff. Here it comes. Yeah, man, yep. I like it. And no, I like it. You look good. Yep. You got a haircut. You got a haircut. Here Looks good. I like and it. What happened to your beard, beard, though? What happened to your I beard, knew dude? It. It I knew like, that's what was coming. Oh up. my gosh! I knew that was it coming. It looks. Up. It looks like if you could listen. Joe is just jealous of my beard right now. Oh no! I'm Yo, not. no, mine looks good. No, mine's it does nice not. and short. Yours looks ugly. I got a fighting beard now, man. I'm ready to go. Nope, that don't look good. Oh, it God. don't look. Good. And it looks really good. What are you talking about? Nope. I got strangers stopping me on the street, going, "Woo, you look hot." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Which? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I that's right. You right. I can't, <laughs> I can't <laughs> say which stranger. There's no way to prove it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what about the good, man? What? What do we what do we like about the SBC? I mean, one of the things I'm really enjoying about it is their commitment to uh, planting churches, right? Like I think of uh, uh, NAM, the North right. American Mission Board. Their their commitment to to reaching the lost, their commitment to partnering with churches, their commitment to taking care of church planters. I know some of our church planters have expressed their appreciation uh, for the support. And I'm not just talking financially. You know, that's all right. good. But I'm talking about people like. I just, you know, like we mentioned Chris Wright before mm-hmm. and, and Quasi Mahmoud, right? These guys that are calling. Wait, 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 would you call him? Quasi? Quasi Mahmoud. Kusai. Kusai. No, I'm talking, you call him and get oh, his voicemail. I know it's Kusai. No, it's it's not. Kusai. No, it's Kusai. You know what? I call Kusai him Q. Mahmoud. Q. Q. All right, so go Pastor ahead. Q. Yeah. All right, Pastor Q. Uh, I appreciate uh, that Q and, and Chris that are reaching out to our church planters. Uh, and and caring for them, that they're visiting them, that they're praying for them, that they're uh, listening and trying to give advice for right. what's going on in their area. So I think there's a, at least at the regional level, I'm seeing it uh, much more of this hands on coming alongside. I want to support you uh, as you are fulfilling God's call on your life. You're right, man. I, we, we, we see this up close, and it's not just the North American Mission Board. It's no. also Illinois Baptist State Association, um, because both of them uh, support and work with our church planters that we're sending out. And so, you know, Chris Wright being North American Mission Board, we've got guys like Dennis Connor working with the Illinois Baptist State Association. Yeah. They love us. They love our planters. And, and we're the weird ones. Right? Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're not really like, we don't fit that, the SPC mold. Yeah, and that there's been no issue, no problem. We're all about the gospel. We're all about making disciples, and they love us. We love them, and our planters feel loved and cared for. Yes. It makes a huge difference to Absolutely. know that, like, okay, they don't just see me as a means of growing the denomination, but though they see me as a part of the family who's been sent out to make disciples. And I mean, I think it's hard enough to, uh, to plant a church as is. 
So feeling isolated and right. alone has to compound that that anxiety or that frustration. So having some knowing that someone's there for you uh, to support you, to love for you, to care uh, and to pray for you, I think is is really important. Well, what about you, Joe? What is something that you see that's good? Within the SBC right now. Well, I'm gonna. Well, I'll just continue with this line of thinking: church planting and missions, and just go with the International Missions Board. One of the things that that the Southern Baptists did that was so cool was uh, they created what we call the cooperative program. So, a church, say uh, like Redeemer mm-hmm. Fellowship, um, we take up an offering, and that offering goes to pay staff. It funds ministries here at the church. It supports our church planters and and other missionaries. But we take a portion of that, and we send that to the cooperative program. And the way that it typically works is you send a portion of that money to your state association, right, your state association of Southern Baptists. And then they take that money, and they'll send most of it. And by most, I mean like just over 50% probably. Mm -hmm. They'll send more than 50% of it on to uh, the cooperative program, and then they will take the rest of that money to fund ministry here in Illinois. So you're supporting local missions. The rest of it goes to the cooperative program, and and from there it goes into international missions, seminaries, all these other things that we're going to talk about. But specifically, that money is how we largely fund the International Mission Board, people that are going to into um, uh, different countries and contexts outside of the U.S., mm-hmm. and those missionaries who go into the field are hang on lawnmower <laughs> just the way Gosh, joe likes it, it. <laughs> this is something you guys don't realize joe gets really annoyed when the lawn guy comes by he's don't right there right it. now and like even at don't joe's house if we're hanging out at joe's house at his neighbor no if we're trying so, to watch a movie we're trying to watch a on movie. the back porch but then i gotta, get annoyed yeah it happened twice in a row two times in a row where i'm over there one night and his neighbor Starts to mow his lawn, so we can't watch the movie. And then the next night, remember I came for dinner, yeah. and uh, we heard it again as soon as we started the movie. But it was two yards over. But it was so two it was okay. yards over, so Joe was a bit more forgiving. So I only send a little in my heart. Yeah, yeah. So anyways. So, uh, <laughs> so back to it, Joe. Ba- back, IMB, here it comes. Back to it. Here comes the lawnmower, he man. He ain't coming back. Here comes the lawnmower, man. It's getting louder. No, he's fine. All right, go. All right, so um, when, when, when we send missionaries overseas to plant churches yeah. and whatnot, they are fully funded. Mm-hmm. They don't have to um, raise support when they come back. They don't have to go from church to church to church and yeah. say, hey, can you support my ministry? Here's what I'm doing. They are fully funded. So when they come back on furlough or when they come back, they're just reporting, they're preaching, That's right. they're testifying. Yep. They don't have to ask for money. It's awesome. And um, we have had some, some, some bad leadership moments in the past with the IMB so that monies have not been spent wisely. We've been you know bloated uh, with our budgets, but that's coming under control. Things, good things are happening. But I love the that, uh, That's thanks to David Platt. David Platt had to make the hard call uh, and pull back. Hey, <laughs> here comes the hey, lawnmower. It's my time. The lawnmower. <laughs> Jeez. All right, he made, David made the hard call. Yeah, uh, to, to say, hey, we've gonna we're gonna have to cut this budget, which means we're gonna have to not we, we can't fund all yeah. of these missionaries. We don't have the money, and it's hard, right? Like when you're sitting there, and I think that's the part of leadership that comes into play is you've got a a group of individuals, people that are sensing God's call on their lives. And you need to make the hard decision of saying, well, hold on. At this point, we're not fiscally able to. Yeah. It'd be fiscally irresponsible for us uh, to do this without having what's coming in. That's right. That's right. So I, I, I like the IMB a yeah. lot. I think that's a very good thing. Yeah. Um, 
But oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> Joe's so annoyed right now. I wish I wish he's not doing anything wrong. I know he's is, doing his job, but like, come on! Like, like the is, one window. This building is huge. <laughs> it's got windows all over the place, but he's right here while we're recording. <laughs> all right. I, this is one of the few times I wish we had a camera. Yeah. That was streaming this just so people could see how annoyed you are. Yeah, no, it's all right. He's right there. He's just circling our window now. No, he, I know. He's just doing. He's just doing donuts in the grass, just laughing at me. <laughs> no, he's actually a really good guy, um, and he he takes a, he takes really good care of our lawn and our, our property and everything. So, Jimmy, do you got anything else? Like, I've got a, I got a, I wrote down a few things. You so wrote down a few things that are good. What do you like? Anything else you like? You got like some other things about the SBC. What's some good? I mean, I think for me, what I would appreciate, uh, or what I uh, have appreciated is the leadership over at the ERLC with yeah, Russ Moore. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate that they, uh, that Russ and the people over there is like, they're really actually sensing how is it that we uh, as believers interact with our culture, especially yeah. specifically in the political realm. What does it mean to be uh, God's people here as a U.S. citizen? Yeah. Uh, and not just kind of uh, towing the line. Yep. Right. Um, and so I think they've, they've raised some good questions. They've, uh, kind of pushed us in, in difficult ways. I think you, we've kind of seen that happen. Um, but I think it's, it's been something, something of a prophetic voice within the SBC. I totally agree, man. And there wasn't a, listen, there was a time when the ERLC didn't really feel that, that good to me, um, where it did feel a little bit, uh, too, uh, oriented toward one particular political group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but now I love it. I think it's great. Um, I also like the uh, SBC disaster relief. We actually okay. have a lot of people don't know about this, but we have a pretty robust disaster uh, relief team, uh, which goes into, you know, uh, cities and communities that are, that are in crisis. They give out water and all that stuff and help with food and all these things. So that's that's really good. And then, of course, we got our seminaries right now. Uh, which is like. Well, we got six seminaries. Okay, six, six seminaries. Name them. Well, I can name all of them. I know. I can't. That's oh, why I'm asking. Okay. You. I thought you were trying to put me on the spot. No, I, 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 I No, there's like the New Orleans one. There's New Orleans Baptist. Golden Gate in California. Okay, Golden Gate. Southwestern. I've heard of that one, Southwestern. Paige Patterson. Yep. yep. You got Southeastern. I've heard of that Danny one. Danny Aiken. You got Midwestern. Midwestern, heard of that one. With and then you got the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. All right. My alma mater. The Golden Gate I did not know about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the two that I really like, actually, the, the two that I'm really excited about are Southern, of course. S- Southwestern no, and, no. and Southern. New Orleans? No, no. Uh, Southern and Midwestern. Ah, gotcha. Those two seminaries are great. I love them for the SBC. So I think there's a, there's a, there's a lot of good things going on. We could mention more, but in general, uh, we, we've seen the, the denomination accomplish a lot of good for the gospel uh, for the good of people in the community. And these are things that we can rejoice in. Uh, it's Baptist, right? Um, I guess that's one of the things I would say is I, I like that it's a, it's a Baptist denomination convention yeah. that's pretty broad. Um, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll say this is what I like. I like our Reformed heritage, our theologically Reformed heritage. Uh, now, some would disagree with you on that. Well, the traditionalists are just wrong if they say we don't have a Reformed heritage. Um, that's, it's, it's a silly, it's a historically silly thing to say. Um, now that doesn't make reform theology, right? It just means that our heritage yeah, as yeah. a convention is Calvinism. It's uh, it's a robust evangelistic missions oriented Calvinism. 
And so, you know, those churches that founded our convention in 1845 were all 1689 churches or from 1689 associations. They were all Calvinist churches. Um, so I like that. I like that. that. That's something that appeals to me. It's one of the things that encouraged me to really look into the SBC when I uh, became Baptist as a Christian. But not everything is good. No, no. Not everything is good. Not in any church. You know, just because you go to a place that cuts hair good doesn't mean the particular haircut that you get is going to be good. All right, Joe, right, Jimmy? I, no, that's not true. Right, oh, Joe's of course it's true. Are you saying that's not true? No, I'm saying well, no. What you're trying to in, what you're trying to well, insinuate? I'm not. I'm just saying, like as no, an example. No, what you are trying to insinuate is that my haircut looks bad. All right, go ahead. Let your hair fall. I'm gonna take a picture right no, now, no, and then I'm gonna put this picture up online so everybody can see it, and then people can vote. All right, so shake it out. Shake it out. All right, go ahead. Shake it out. Hold on. All right, here. You got to shake it out for real. Now shake. Yeah, let it fall forward like it does. No, yeah. it's like this. No, it's no, you're pushing it back. No, you're no. leaning back. Come on. Let, this okay. is the way it is. Okay, all right, push that mic out of the way. What do you mean? Oh, see, you're doing it again. You're pushing doing it all what? back. Let it fall forward it's, like it's supposed to. No, Shake it. No, it's... There you go. I blue-dried this morning. You, you, all right, now listen. <laughs> I hate you. I want you to go up. I hate you. <laughs> you look like a page boy with that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so like your haircut. No, it's not There like are my some haircut. things some in the SBC that are bad. Some people just get really jealous because they've got no hair. I I would give up a lung for yeah, that hair. I would. I know. 100%. Exactly. I'd give up cigars. Why are you crying? I, Why are you crying Because right I'm looking now? at the glory of your hair, but it's been, <laughs> no, it's been really dishonored with that cut. It is not dishonored. All right. What about the bad man? What's, okay, what, so there are some things that are wrong. There are, well, with any organization, there's going to be some things that are... Uh, just a few. Like just, just a few, a few things. But look, the important ones. Uh, I think for one of the important ones would be um, maybe there's the division within the SBC. Yeah. Right, and it's not like it's. There's a difference, I think, between okay, we have subtle differences on, on certain differences issues. and distinctions versus, I think, division. Division, right? Like I, I think that, um, and it, the way it kind of gets played out, I think, is is more where I'm trying to go to. Um, I don't know how to word it. It's like because it, it's like almost like attacking. Like there's like mm. this backhand against each other, right? Um, trying to one up or trying to. And it goes win. both ways, it goes right? Both it's ways. not That's just like one say. group and another no, group's not, not doing it. Like like the the, the big um, uh, elephant yeah. in the room. Uh, is uh, traditionalists and uh, Calvinists? Yeah, and that uh, in the SBC, and so that goes both ways. I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that like, how do you how do you because um, I think that's what we're hoping for. At least that's what I'm hoping for. Is how do we, how do we stay united together on the things that are that are important? We're talking about the gospel here, right? right? Like, what? Do, how do we stay united on the mission that we yeah. have together? Uh, every Calvinist and every traditionalist should be able to say, with a clear conscience and with great joy, that um, God sent His Son Jesus Christ to die for sinners. That's right, and He has called us as His ambassadors. To go out into the world to preach the gospel to every creature yep. and to make disciples. Uh, all right, so and we're Baptists, so let's get it on. That's right. Let's get going. Like we can disagree and debate and have differences, and I'm okay with that. But the division and like the hostility—that's the part. The hostility, I think, is the. Uh, I was, yeah, I was thinking of the word visceral earlier, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, the hostility towards each other. And then when, when we don't agree on something, it mm -hmm. becomes such a like, like the whole thing with Russ Moore, like the right. whole thing with Russ Moore became, in my opinion, it, it became unnecessarily divisive. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Russ apologized for what Russ needed to apologize for. And, but the fact that people would just uh, like take their ball and go home, like withhold monies that yeah. were going to 
uh, important cooperative programs. Yeah, boy, that's that's veering into the ugly territory, not just the bad, isn't it? Uh, for me, it is. Because oh yeah. I, that to me, well, and I, I won't go. No, it's all right. Go it's, ahead. A, it's a business thing. It's a business thing. It's a it's a it's a it's a low down tactic. Yeah, trying to manipulate. Trying to manipulate and mm-hmm. force because in your head, what you believe is. Uh, money talks. Yep. And so I'm going to hit them where it hurts in the wallet. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to go ahead. I'm going to get them to listen to me by withholding yeah. that. And just, it just, you know, you, cause you and I talk about your business yep. a lot, you know, and not that Jimmy doesn't disclose any, you know, things that I shouldn't know, but he just tells me how business works. And so one of the things that you frequently explain is how businesses go at one another. Um, even if they're not hostile, they have to use leverage and the leverage pretty much always comes down to finances. Yep, that's it. And so I, I, you do see it happening here. And that was just... It's just rid- fractions of a fraction of a cent, you know? Come on. Let me just say this about the traditionalists and the, uh, the Calvinists. If you're getting all butt hurt and bent out of shape and getting angry uh, and like you're just like flaming people, uh, you're weak, man. I think that's pretty weak. Now, if you're addressing heresy, um, you know, if you are debating, you can be... Uh, intense and all of that, but man, you gotta you gotta keep it civil. You gotta yeah. be cool. If those are your brothers and your sisters in Christ, then you gotta show them love, even if you have to correct them mm-hmm. and give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't lie about them. Don't misrepresent them. And this happens on both sides. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so it's not like oh well, the traditionalists are the victims and the Calvinists are the bad guys. No, you're both the bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's not pretend that uh, one crowd is getting totally beat up by the other. It, this does go both ways. But that I think you're. I think you're right, man. I think the division is uh, is one of those things. Is there anything you see that's bad? Yeah. Um, I would say one of the bad aspects of any group this size is the bloated bureaucracy. Um, we're just, we're so big. And uh, like, if you when you look at the state level, my experience has been, if you look at all the people employed at the state level, so all the money from our churches mm-hmm. are in Illinois are going to Illinois state. They keep a percentage of it, just under 50% typically. And then the rest goes on. So what are they doing with that 50%? Well, a whole lot of people are employed. And my take is we could be eliminating some of those jobs. Those some of those positions are a waste. So I now listen, don't give an example of one because you know. Oh, for example, <laughs> uh, no. But th- th- listen, I, some of this stuff uh, we can be better stewards of, of of the money and of the resources. I'd like to see more churches planted. I'd like to see more churches revitalized, mm-hmm. and um, I think we could be doing better. But that's I think that's a that, that, but that's going to be true of any denomination or of any network once you get to a yeah, certain size. And it's also I mean, going to be. We also need to bear in mind that we don't know what actually happens at that state level. Oh, I know. No, you don't. I know. You I got. It. I, I. So when Joe says this, yeah. you know, you know, Joe doesn't actually understand. I understand. No, you don't. I Joe totally doesn't did. have any experience <laughs> at the state level. Of course I do. I've been in the state building a bunch of times. You've been, <laughs> been in there. Been okay. in there. Joe doesn't understand the day to day operations. I, I, and, know, uh, I know. So, anyways, you might be right, Joe, because any organization is going to have your. Oh, because I know any organization. We do get to look have. at the budget, and we do get to look at at what's going on. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, his experientially, Joe doesn't know. Uh, I just know factually. I know, <laughs> I know, I know intuitively. <laughs> but the, honestly, when I look at the SBC, it's like the the bad. You know, there's some things, but it's the kind of thing that I think you're going to see in any network or denomination. You're not going to see. Listen, this side of the resurrection, you get two of us together. We're going to argue. Yep. 
Yep. So, I mean, you, you get, you get uh, six million people together, there's going to be some problems. And yeah, that's, there's going to be tension. And I, you know what? I can deal with that. I can deal with the bad. Yep. But it's the ugly that's the issue. Oh, the ugly can bring out the ugly in me. Well, I'm going to defer to you, sir. On the well, why don't you want to address the ugly? You, well, I mean, I would been, think like you of of all the people yeah, that I been, know, no, you would you be really good been, at understanding no, ugly. Like you've been, you <laughs> you've been in the SPC for a lot longer and have seen it through its transitions and stuff. So, and what mm-hmm. do you mean you? What do you mean you you ugly? What does that mean? I mean, if anyone what understands that ugly, what are you trying to get at? <laughs> I'm just saying that haircut, man. No. <laughs> Haircut is so messed up. I, <laughs> I keep trying to sneak a picture of Jimmy with his hair down without him brushing it back and feathering it like he's in the 70s. And every time I get my <laughs> I camera ready, like he, that, he pushes it back so I can't get a picture of what it really looks like when he's just walking around. I didn't put enough... Uh, uh, enough length on it? I know. <laughs> it's pretty short. Okay, it is really so short for me. Um, the ugly... If it, When I think about it, mm-hmm. um, the ugly of the Southern Baptist Convention is our racist past and our, though I think it is small, our small racist presence Mm. or present. Um, That we had a a racist past, I I don't think you can really dispute that. Um, It doesn't mean that people necessarily thought exactly in the same terms that we do today when we use that word, but... Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention was started by people who were pro-slavery. And um, while that wasn't their jam, that wasn't their thing, what slavery wasn't what they were all about, uh, they were pro-slavery. They wanted to send people into the mission field. They wanted to be engaged in you know, Great Commission ministry. Um, but the northern churches were not allowing the slave-owning uh, people to go to the mission field and across cultural context. So they started their own denomination, their own convention, the Southern Baptist Convention. So slavery was really one of those big issues uh, that gave birth to the SBC and uh, and missions. So slavery and missions are really the two weird things mm. that propelled this, this new work. Um, and those slaveholders were engaged uh, in uh, a variety of misdeeds. Um, some were certainly... Uh, more just than others, but there is sin and evil in in anyone um, owning slaves in that way, um, and and racism played a part in that. So, for that that that's our origin. That's ugly. Now, the origin of something does not determine its current value, worth, Correct. or meaning. Correct. It doesn't. Right. So, whether you're talking about you know Christmas, Halloween, or the SBC, <laughs> its origin does not determine its current value. Or meaning. Now, uh, in the 90s, there were, it was a, a public demonstration of repentance from the SBC. Um, what would be the word? Um, rejecting their, their racist past, which is very good. I think it was 98. I don't remember. But a really good thing. Uh, but of course, racism is still alive and well in the world. Therefore, it's alive and well in denominations, and that yeah. includes the SBC. Absolutely. So it's not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise when, when I say like, well, there is, there, there is racism in the SBC. Of course there is because there's racism in, in any denomination uh, or most denominations. Yeah. Uh, there, there's going to be uh, aspects of racism. Now, I don't think there's institutional racism or, or, or prejudice in the SBC, but it exists at the church levels for sure. And uh, in various places at various So, like, times. what do you mean it, it 
it exists in the church level? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, well, churches are. Um, so, for example, uh, I know for a fact that there are churches that are racist, meaning that they um, that they on some level believe that minorities should um, be pushed aside, <laughs> if not rolled over. Um, by the whites, that uh, they consider uh, African-Americans, for example, Hispanics to be second-class citizens. Um, they don't trust them. They wouldn't allow them to ever be leadership in their church uh, on principle. Um, th- so there, there is racism in some of our churches just because racism is all over the place. And you're going to find it in, you know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you don't have sin in your life or in your heart and that you don't get confused or that you aren't ignorant or that you aren't just stupid about racial issues. That Mm -hmm. happens. Um, I pastored a church in central Kentucky where I saw racism. I saw it, you know, and I addressed it. Uh, Maybe super popular. And uh, so I know it exists at, at the, at the lay level or even at the, you know, at the pastoral levels in, in some churches, it's just there. I don't, I don't really see it uh, so much at the institutional level. It doesn't mean that there aren't problems, but um, I don't see it there, but I do see it in, in our churches. So when I'm looking at the ugly, I, the, the big thing that comes to mind is, you know, how are we dealing with our past? And you can't change the past. You yeah. just got to recognize that's ugly. Um, and then how are we doing with our present? I think we're doing better and uh, I think we can continue to do better. Well, what do you think of like that vote, that vote over at the last SPC? Yeah, I, wasn't meeting, there. Right? I, I wish that I was there. My understanding is, well, I think the thing is complicated. Um, yeah, it's and, not, it's not as cut as dry as I think we'd like for it to be right. Like we want yeah. everything to be simple and like, oh, okay, it's just, it's, it's either you're this or you're that. And I don't think right. it's, it can always be like that. So uh, an African-American pastor um, at the last annual meeting of Southern Baptist uh, proposed a resolution. Now, a resolution doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a statement that the denomination votes to affirm. And so it's just sort of like a, a, a talking out loud thing. Like, hey, we want the world to know this is something that we believe as, as a convention. And so uh, this one pastor... Uh, put together a, a, a resolution that spoke against the racist or the racism of the alt-right. So that's the gist of it. And um, which, where there was discussion about it, uh, there was, uh, I don't know if they were even going to bring it to the floor for a vote because that, that resolution has, that recommended resolution has to go to the committee and the committee has to a- agree that they'll present it to the whole floor. Um, I don't think it was going to make it. Then there was a big stink about it. So then it was tweaked and then it was presented, which is normal. They tweaked them all pretty much. Um, and then they presented it and then they voted on it. So um, I don't know if it changed the content of it. I wasn't there. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time with it, but I think the issue was that the the committee wasn't going to take it to the floor. Right, right. Originally, now, now listen again. I, or there was some holdup somewhere. Yeah, now, they weren't going to take. This was, is you know some a bit ago. You know, we don't know. Yeah, we weren't there. But yeah, that was my understanding. My my what I've heard is that they weren't originally going to bring it to the yeah. floor. Um, and um, maybe listen. There's no doubt. A lot of Southern Baptists voted for Trump. That doesn't mean they're racists. I've already agreed racism is alive and well in the yeah, SBC. Yeah. Voting for Trump does not make someone a racist. In fact, none of the people that I know who voted for Trump are racists, uh, including the African-American people that I know who voted for Trump. That's right. 
I know them. So um, it doesn't mean that, that you're racist. Uh, Trump could be a racist. I don't, I don't think that he is, but Trump could be a full-blown racist. That doesn't mean people that vote for him are racist. Uh, and so the alt-right as a movement is, um, is made up of people, uh, of different people, different groups, and some of those groups are racist for yeah. sure, but not all of the people in the alt-right are. Now, I'm not one of them, that's for sure, because I'm not crazy. But um, I, I tend to be a very conservative, more of a libertarian, uh, edging towards anarcho-capitalism. Sometimes I, I, I'm kind of a mess trying to figure out what I am. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, to say that alt-right equals racism is problematic enough in terms of a discussion that maybe that's why they didn't want to bring it up. I don't know. But they could have just said, hey, look, we want to decry racism in all of its forms. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. But I, again, I don't know. I, you're, you're asking, so I have to answer, but I, I, I don't really have the scoop on that. Um, I wasn't there. And I, I, what I do know about the alt-right is um, not very impressive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I've got my concerns about it, but I don't, I don't think that everyone who is a part of it is, is racist. And I don't think it necessarily demands racism. You know, I think one of the questions that um, I, I think we get asked of, I, I know I certainly get asked a lot of, is <clears throat> what's the point of joining the SBC? Yeah, it's a good question too. Um, and it's one that we like to answer because in the end, when you look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, the yeah. SBC is worth joining. It's Absolutely. worth being a part of. Listen, nobody is asking us to say this. This might be uh, one of our least popular subjects because who cares about the SBC if you're not yeah. already in it, right? And they um, ain't paying for sponsorship. No, they don't, that, they don't want us. No, no. SBC don't want We us. offered. But hey, you want? We all said, oh, hey, yeah, 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 so you get to partner with other Baptists, pool your resources, and see great things happen. Yeah. So everything from disaster relief to seminary education to international missions to church planting, um, man, some really good things are happening. So you get to participate and be a part of something that's really, really good. Plus, um, those resources are there not just for others, but they're there for you. So uh, seminary education and things like that, those things are more affordable to you because you're already participating with it. When we joined, when we started Redeemer, we became an SBC, SBC church and we didn't expect to get a thing out of it. We didn't want a thing out of it. And to be honest, I didn't really know how the SBC could even help us because yeah. we're an openly reformed Baptist church. Um, we're not going to use a lot of SBC stuff. We're going to use our own stuff. Yeah. So whatever. Um, but... We're happy because we want to we want to be a part of something good like that. Um, but now, as we're planting churches, they have been very supportive of us, of our interns, of our residents, yep. and uh, it's been great. We have a great relationship. So, if you're looking to partner, uh, look for networks, look for denominations that share your core theological values and beliefs, um, who are showing themselves to be effective at getting things done yep. that, that matter, um, and who can who aren't really trying to hide the bad or the ugly so much. And I think that's the case with the SBC. So I'm down with the SBC. We're happy to be SBC. Yeah, you know me. They all right. They all right. They good. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, man. You know, join the conversation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head out on the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can send us an email 
Uh, you can sign up for our email blast and you can hit up the store and grab yourself some merchandise. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday blog posts on Wednesdays. And we actually do have video content coming soon. We worked it out. We worked it out. We got it. Oh, well, did you did you buy the thing yet? You didn't, did you? I didn't buy it, no. You were supposed to buy it the other day. Yeah, I was busy. Oh, please. I was busy. You ain't got busy. no kids. You ain't got no I wife. Got, I got a job. You, but not at night. You don't got, you're not doing anything. I'm fact, going, I'm sleeping. No, you're I, smoking on the back porch. I go to bed. I drive by. I go to bed. I drive by and check. I go to bed at 6 o'clock. No, you, oh, stop Six, it. 6.30. You do not. I do. I wake up at 3.30. You stop. You stop. I was texting you well after that. Yeah, I answer yours. You're VIP. That's right. Yeah, yeah, not gonna argue there, huh? Uh-huh. Not gonna argue there. <laughs> now I lost where I'm at. Thanks, Who cares? Joe. Nobody was listening. They don't. Yeah, they don't no listen way. to the end. All right, guys. Later.